This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Happy Monday, everybody. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley, trainer's off. He'll be back tomorrow. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you. Good day good, to you. Good day. Now, um, we had a great long weekend. It has been four days since we have convened in this space to speak about what is happening in pop culture. True. Um, but one of the things, and we'll be talking about a whole lot of stuff today, but one of the things that happened over the weekend is really, honestly, art lost. Um, we lost two major, major figures in art. One of them you might be able to immediately see the tie to art. The other one you might need a little help with, and we're here for that. Yeah. Uh, so the two big losses over the weekend, uh, Stephen Sondheim and Virgil Abloh. Now, Stephen Sondheim, you might go, I know the name. I don't know a whole lot about him. Uh, truly like a titan of the American musical. Yeah. Um, studied at the feet of Rodgers and Hammerstein mm-hmm. and went on to write some of the most iconic music to the most iconic stage musicals. Uh, ones that you would absolutely recognize. Yes, including but not limited to things like everything's coming up roses. Wrote the lyrics for the musical Gypsy. Yeah. West Side Story. Yeah. A funny thing happened on the way to the forum, into the woods. Sunday in the park with George. Company. I, it go, yes. The list goes on. And on and on and on. And, you know, it was interesting because, you know, uh, if you grew up loving musicals, you know the music of Stephen Sondheim. If you didn't grow up loving musicals, you know the music of Stephen Sondheim. You absolutely do. It is so part of uh, the culture that we live in. And he was 91 years old. Um, they do, We do not know the cause of death he did not people around him did not seem to know that he was ill or think that he was ill but 91 years we got we got uh to to enjoy the work of Stephen Sondheim and that's huge and amazing it, it yeah truly incredible career and some of his contributions to art that I just find to be really fascinating you know he didn't he he himself was not married he was not a parent um, he and I'm not saying that you have to be those things in order to write about those things. But truly what Stephen Sondheim did was he became sort of an anthropologist and paid attention to the ways that people lived their lives. And that informed the way that he wrote the music that he wrote mm-hmm. um, that we all know, like he really, truly could encapsulate relationships in a beautiful way through his music and do so for stage. Yeah, and make it complex. Yeah. Because being a human being is a very complex endeavor. Preach. With lots of different emotions, oftentimes conflicting. Yeah. Not subtle. Subtle. You know, in reviewing the work of Stephen Sondheim over the weekend, he was one of those artists. And it's always such a wonderful gift when you can go back 
and you can experience somebody's work of art at different times in your life. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You know, you can you can watch something as a teenager, like you said, Colleen, mm-hmm. growing up with musicals. You saw West Side Story. Maybe you yep. saw Gypsy. Maybe you ha- saw some of the more um, sophisticated Stephen Sondheim musicals, and you were like, "Okay, that's good." And then you go back, mm-hmm. and then you really sit and you study something. Like I listened to the song "I'm Still Here." Mm sung by Elaine Stritch mm-hmm. towards the end of her life. This was a uh, an anniversary for Stephen Sondheim's 80th birthday, so yeah. this would have been about a, about a decade ago. And you really sit with the lyrics mm-hmm. of that song and the complexity of a human experience encapsulated by the words, by the music, by the performer, because Stephen Sondheim was writing pieces of music with performers in mind. right? And to have it interpreted by somebody like... Elaine Strick, somebody like Patti LuPone. I mean, the list goes on and it just it hits you. And what a wonderful thing when art can impact you on your human experience. Absolutely. And, you know, truly, it is uh, the music that he wrote in the pieces that he wrote stand the test of time in that way. Also, we're seeing now a restaging of the movie Based on the stage musical West Side Story. Yeah, so so that's about to come out. Right, right. Um, I believe it was Company that was about to open on Broadway. And they were swapping out the lead role uh, that was traditionally played by a male, mm-hmm. Bobby. I think it was Bobby, B-O-B-B-Y. And they're making it a, a female, yeah. Bobby, B-O-B-B-I-E. These are, you know, the ways that you can use art to evolve as the time allows for it. Um, that is what is so remarkable. And to, to think that Stephen Sondheim was able to watch all of that happen, that arc from the time that he wrote the music for the musical and how life changed all the way up until now where they were getting ready to stage the same musical again from like the 70s. Yeah. How transcendent- In 2021. That's amazing. How amazing is that? And thinking about... You know, taking these pieces of work and being able to reinterpret them and the through thread with that, you know, thinking how profound Stephen Sondheim's work was. And even he did something like West Side Story, Mm -hmm. which was a modern interpretation of Romeo and Juliet. And so thinking about Stephen Sondheim's work, I think that his work is going to be reinterpreted absolutely throughout time based on what's happening in contemporary circumstances in the future absolutely. so then there's that through thread too where it is very shakespearean in that way where you get someone who can speak to the authenticity of humanity that can transcend time yeah and you're just like wow what a what a time I got, to, I got to experience that. And That's to think great. that we were alive for all of that. Now, the other person who passed away over the weekend, and you might not immediately, A, recognize the name, or B, see how the art piece of uh, the life and the contributions of Virgil Abloh. Um, Virgil Abloh, you will hear Virgil Abloh tied to Louis Vuitton. Yes. Fashion. That is art. Yes. But you might immediately turn off when you hear that because Louis Vuitton is very 
is very indicative of sort of a higher echelon than the majority of us. Well, it's luxury fashion. Engage. Exactly. But it is art nevertheless. And Holly, you, um, we were talking about this a little bit before the show, and you talked a little bit about the contributions of Virgil Abloh, things that I had not known. But he died way too early, 41 years old over the weekend. Yeah, that was a shock yesterday. Yeah. So it was announced that Virgil Abloh passed away from a rare form of cancer, and he had been fighting it for the past couple of years, decided to keep that private. Mm-hmm. And then it was only yesterday when we learned of his passing over the weekend and yeah you might not know the name Virgil Abloh you might not be able to like conjure up Virgil Abloh why he's important Mm -hmm. but artist fashion and he was the first African-American to head Louis Vuitton's menwear menswear line Mm -hmm. he was a critical force in fashion being a bridge of streetwear and luxury fashion Mm -hmm. And interpreting those looks, combining them together and creating what is fashion today. I would argue if you've shopped at any kind of fast fashion place in the Mm -hmm. past like five, ten years, you have been influenced by Virgil Abloh. The the streetwear combinations, the sweatshirts, the high, low end, Mm -hmm. the interpretation of design and color that really speaks to the contemporary moment. That's because of people like Virgil Abloh. And, whether, and him specifically, I will say, it is Virgil Abloh who made that possible. When you, it's, it's interesting because, you know, when you think about, I'm, I, I haven't fully baked this, and so pardon me for just sort of vomiting a bunch of words. Great. Thanks. That's what we do here. But, but honestly, you know, I think very often I, I will say it myself. Bradley has said it himself. Like, we will say, like, I'm not really into fashion. But the truth is, if you wear clothes and you're aware of what is sort of trending at any given time, whether or not you follow the trend, you are influenced by the trend. Yeah. And that trend is influenced by people like Virgil Abloh. Right. And in this case, at the top of the pyramid, yes. Virgil Abloh. Yeah. And he said, Virgil Abloh said that. My muse has always been what people actually wear. And I'm really excited to make a luxury version of, version of that. And he mm-hmm. said that about working with Louis Vuitton. And then thinking about the context of where Virgil Abloh came from. He's from the Midwest, right? So he was born in Illinois. We'll own, we'll own him. He's a badger. <laughs> he went to UW-Madison. There you go. Right? He, you know, so he's coming from these places that, you know, American streetwear and yeah. bringing it to a global place. And influencing the culture in that way. Well, and crossing over with um, people like, for better or for worse, Kanye West. Oh, who also influences fashion, again, for better or for worse, whether you like it or not. It's well, just the truth. Th- that's just the truth. Kanye West is a is a very highly influential figure in the world of fashion. And it was with his collaborations with Kanye West, maybe 10, 12 years ago, that really got him into a place to get into those luxury fashion brands. Mm-hmm. And so they collaborated. They, I think that Kanye collaborated on some sneakers or something with Louis Vuitton uh-huh. and brought Virgil Abloh in. And it's all of all this kind of creativity. Virgil Abloh is a DJ, a designer. Yeah. He was into architecture. I mean, it's all these things that there's so much crossover. There's so much crossover in everything. Yeah. And so it's just, it was so sad. Yeah. It was such a loss. Yeah. To that, you know, Virgil Abloh does not get the opportunity where really he was just getting started. Just hitting his stride. Just, just hitting his stride. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
Art lost this weekend, yeah. uh, you know, in, in two ways, two major, major titans in the world of art. Uh, and now the world is without them. Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to get all the dirt straight from Hollywood. Holly's bringing it to us after this on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Holly Roberts is bringing us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Halls, what do you got? Hi, let's uh, let's kick off this dirt alert with a little horny news. Oh, fun. For maybe some people who are interested in Channing Tatum without much clothes. Oh. Magic Mike 3 is going to be happening. It's hey. in the works. Hey. So Channing Tatum is going to be back. Director Steven Soderbergh is going to be back for this project. It's called Magic Mike's Last Dance. Yeah, it won't be the last one. No. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> like, it's not. He'll be back. He'll be back. Because seriously, what I'm I'm this is going to sound mean. But what else is Channing Tatum? <laughs> what, what? But but a sexy dancing I mean, man. I'm just saying, like, he hasn't had a whole lot of success with other projects sure everybody knows him for magic mike yeah people are gonna be like fast and furious people aren't remembering him in battleship i see what you're saying he was funny in 21 jump street i suppose i didn't see it okay thank you so (laughs) magic mike's last dance is actually going to be premiering directly on hbo max Mm. so it's not going to be out in the movie theater and this will be the sequel to Magic Mike XXL, and then of course the original Magic Mike. So if you're, you know, if you just needed to scratch that itch of seeing Channing Tatum bump, I mean, and look, you don't even look. have to leave your house to scratch that itch. Yeah, you don't even have to. You can scratch it right there on your uh, couch. I've only seen the first Magic Mike. Colleen. I haven't seen the second one either. But when he twirls around, that Channing Tatum. I need to remember. I don't know. Moment. I think I uh, maybe I'm having a fever dream right now. But I think that there is a moment in the original Magic Mike when he is spinning around, perhaps on a rope or uh-huh. doing something, oh, and sure. you're like, "Oh, all right, okay, all right, then that's great, great, that's great, real neat, okay, real neat." So no word yet <laughs> when that's going to be premiering on HBO Max, but know that it's happening. In the world of pop culture at large, the world of social media, the CEO of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, has stepped down from that role effective immediately. The chief technology officer of that company. There's a story there, I'm sure, that we don't know. There's a a lot of story. There's a lot of story. Yeah. But what I can tell you is that the CTO is taking over for his role. And uh, who is Jack Dorsey dating? Sorry. I don't think he's dating. I don't think we... Here's the thing about Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey is known for, like, not eating for days at a time, walking to work long distances. You know, he's really into the kind of, like, biohacking stuff. I think he's known for that. I was trying to remember that I felt like he was dating some celebrity person, and I I lied, because most recently he's been attached to uh, a swimsuit model by the name of flora carter but for some reason i thought there was another celebrity that was but it's not uh, forget it pretend i didn't say anything okay. back to him wonderful well jack Dorsey, he stepped down yeah he stepped down so okay. you know he put up a letter on his instagram or not instagram sorry <laughs> on his, his twitter. twitter account yeah and he said that it's my decision and 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I own it. It's a tough one for me, of course. This is what he said in his letter. I love this service. I love this company. And he did say, my one wish for Twitter Inc. is to be the most transparent company in the world. And then he gave a shout out to his mom. So he's going to remain on Twitter's board until his term expires next year. And so if you have Twitter stock and you're interested in these things, there's going to be a lot of corporate reshuffling. Just be ready for it. Just be ready for it. Yeah. Just be ready for it. Interesting. Again, I would love to be a fly on the wall and understand better. Whenever... Whenever like a big power player moves around or steps down from, I'm like, ooh, what's the rest of that story? Yeah, or what is the story? I mean, what's face- the actual story? What's the actual story? Mm-hmm. Facebook changed to Meta. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we kind of know some of the actual story behind right. that. Or when Google restructured itself into Alphabet. Oh, right. okay. There's a lot more to the story there. Right. So we shall see. Yeah. But let's talk about Adele. Why not? What's let's- she up to? What's that gal doing? Uh, she doesn't want her son listening to her album 30. Okay. I'm glad to hear her say this. I would like to hear more. I would like to subscribe to this newsletter. Yeah, she said that she didn't make her album 30 for what she's calling the TikTok generation. Mm. So she's saying, children, this album is not for you. This is written for people who are more my age. Yeah, grown earth adults that are in therapy, I think she said. Something to that yeah. effect. Yeah, and She said that this is an album for adults. Yeah. This is not an album for teenagers. And she said... I don't want 12-year-olds to listen to this record. It's a little too deep. Now, that being said, I'd like to make the counter-argument against that for Adele. Uh-huh. Because 12-year-olds listening to that album and experiencing those emotions mm-hmm. through art mm-hmm. might make them more capable of actually dealing with those emotions. That's true. At certain points in time. I, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I don't think I have actual 12-year-olds <laughs> And I don't think they're interested in Adele's music. I'm just saying. Oh, sure. So, like, that's just not. I mean, they'll listen because mom is li- like, if it's on the radio, they're like, oh, yeah, I know this song. But they don't know even the like, they're just they're not gravitating toward Adele. They've got other musical tastes. Yeah. So that being said, it's yeah. like this. Like, yes, Adele, you didn't write your album 30 for 12 year olds. Right. That's fair. But are 12-year-olds going to be interested in your album? If you are a 12-year-old and you're interested in listening to Adele's 30, go for it. Great. You might take something away from it. But you might not. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's fine. That's fine. But she's just like, yeah, man, I'm not doing the the tween thing. That's cool. Which actually is really quite refreshing because it kind of goes back to our previous conversation about Stephen Sondheim's work. That work is mature. Right. And it's for adults. Right. And Adele's album 30, and I'm glad she's saying this, is it's it's an adult album right. that deals with adult themes. Right. And that popular culture can be a space, believe it or not, 
where we deal with these kinds well, of things. I also think Adele thinks a little bit more deeply about her own music than than a lot of artists do. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Because when she's making that, she really is thinking about herself, obviously, because she's processing some stuff. But I think she's also thinking about who is her audience. And I think a lot of other artists are like, how do I sell the most anything? That show tickets business, to the yeah baby. yeah tickets to my concert uh, albums merchandise etc cetera, etc cetera. and I hate to pit these two women against each other but Taylor Swift I'm just saying like she knows who her audience is and Adele knows who her audience is and that's great and for that's everybody perfect. everybody and that's wins for anybody speaking of showbiz Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez went out on a romantic dinner date on Saturday night over the weekend. Yes, believe it or not, they went to that very under-the-radar restaurant, Wolfgang Puck Spago, on Saturday night. They were definitely trying to have a nice private night, and those darn paparazzi kept showing up, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt, and they just, like, hugged it out right in front of the paparazzi waiting for their car at the valet. I wonder if they were hoping to be seen. I wonder. Sorry. I wonder, Colleen. Really uh, deep thoughts. But, yeah. you know, their publicationship, Benefit 2.0, is going strong. I yeah. mean, we had to be reminded that they were out and about in the world. And so yeah. you do that by going to Spago and getting photographed by the paparazzi. Is because he holding a bottle of champagne while he hugs her? What is I that? I think that's sparkling water. Okay. It just looks very... What is that? It looks... Colleen, oh yeah, it is. is. Okay, yeah, you got to see it in different angles. That is bougie bottled water. That totally is. He's not drinking from the tap like us. No, that's like probably the that ain't no Lacroix. That's not (laughs) Lacroix, which is unfortunate because I hope that Ben Affleck understands the joy of Lacroix in his life. Hopefully, he's not too uh, snobby for that. Yeah. And uh, what else do we have up? You know, Brian touched on this in the Dirt Alert update at the top of the hour, but Matthew McConaughey. Uh, deciding not to run for Texas Great. governor. Great. He's yeah. not going to be challenging George or Greg Abbott, excuse me, in 2022, even though polls, certain polls say that if Matthew McConaughey ran for the governor of Texas, he would become that state's entertainer in chief. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You know, but he's just like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not going to do it. You know what? I, I have to ask this, and I don't know what your hot take is on this, but there's this little piece of me that feels like he's doing that so that everybody will go, no, we really want, like, it feels a little bit performative. Like, I'm not going to run for office, and he's waiting for people to be like, but no, please do. I think okay. this exercise for Matthew McConaughey ended up exactly the way that Matthew McConaughey intended, intended it to. all along. We talked about it. All right. He got his attention. All right. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yep. L-I-V-I-N. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, we're going to solve some pop culture mysteries in the form of blind items after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, boy, do we have some pop culture mysteries to solve on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer will be back tomorrow. Holly and I are here. Brian's going to join in the fun. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait because Holly's going to launch these pop culture mysteries at us. We're going to try to solve them in this segment. We call it Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. We got some hot Celebrity gossip mysteries to solve. Now, Brian, I hope you're ready. This is, I think this is your first time in the hot gossip hot seat. Yep, I'm definitely in the hot seat today. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Let's start with this celebrity gossip mystery. Now, this one, we're going to, you know, ramp up in difficulty. This one has been solved. We know who this is about. Here we go. There is a pretty high bar to be reached for the biggest bomb of her career for this A-list everything in her mind slash actress Uh. singer. 
but she definitely has a shot with her latest movie. Ooh. So do you know who that is, Brian? Uh, I've got a clue. I've got a clue. I don't know. Okay, so the A-list everything in her mind is always the same person. Okay. And we just talked about her. She's in a new publication ship, but it's an old publication ship. Oh, is it uh, J-Lo? Yes. Ding, ding. Give yourself a ding. Okay, and so do we have to come up with the movies? Like, what was... You have to come up with a movie. Um, Geely? No. What no. was that one? She was like a spy or something uh, uh, with uh, um, Jason Statham, I think. I don't know. See, so wait, what's the biggest bomb of her career? No, wait, yeah. wait. Here's the you're you're missing a key piece of this. Oh, what? It could be the biggest bomb of her career. Oh, oh, the one that's coming out. Yeah, is that the oh the what's mother? it called? Runaway Bride oh. or no? What's it called? Oh, the wedding thing. The newly. Marry me or something? Thank right? you, Brian. <laughs> Give yourself a ding. Give yourself a ding. I knew there was ding. like a marriage or a wedding involved. Right. Because, again, I think, Colleen, you and I talked about this like a week ago where it was like celebrating Jennifer Lopez. Yes. Merging her publationship into the narrative of the project that she's coming mm-hmm. out with soon. But what NT Lawyer is saying, filling in the blank here, there's a pretty high bar to be reached for the biggest bomb of her career because Jennifer Lopez starred in Geely. Yeah. But perhaps she definitely has a shot with this new movie, Marry Me. Might be kind of stinky. Yikes. Yikes. Is that the movie that she was doing that she was on set for when she allegedly broke up with A-Rod? Where she was in the Dominican Republic, or was that a whole different movie? I can't no, even remember. No, remember that's the movie with that was supposed to be with Army Hammer. Oh, that's right. Shotgun Wedding. Shotgun Wedding. That's what it is. Yes. So okay. another wedding thing. I mean, she's obviously on a theme. It's definitely a theme in her life. But mm-hmm. then uh, Josh Duhamel ended right. up starring in that at the last minute, taking Army Hammer's place. Yeah, taking oh. his place. Oh, lest we forget our celebrity gossip lore. I know. <laughs> Sometimes there's just so many details, it's hard to keep track of everything. Oh, it's hard. Let's okay, do another let's, one. Let's do it. By the okay, another celebrity gossip mystery to solve. Let's solve this one. Congratulations to the former almost A-list actress turned escort on her recent engagement. It's much better than the time she got engaged to the married guy mm. and then had to run for her life when the wife's family discovered it. Ooh. Do you know that one, Brian? Recent? Um, was it something we read this morning? Yeah. yeah. Lindsay Lohan? Yes! Yeah. There you You're go. Crushing it for your first time around, Brian. Hey, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, congratulations to Lindsay Lohan on her recent engagement. It's much better than the time that Lindsay Lohan got engaged to the married guy and then had to run for Oof. her life when the wife's family discovered it. Now, I forgot about that. Was that the... Who was she engaged to prior? I don't know. Was it that Russian oligarch? Yeah, I don't know if that engagement is okay. if this engagement that anti lawyer is talking about is that one. Is right. that one because maybe there was an engagement that didn't go public oh because gosh. of the fact that the guy was already married and then the wife's family tried to like you know bump her off. Oh my god, that's tough, right? Yeah. That's a rough time. Yeah, that that's a little rough. I'm glad that she's making good life choices, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, good on you, Lindsay. Good on you. Keep up the good work, Lilo. Oh, let's do another one. Here's another celebrity gossip mystery to solve. Now, gonna up the ante a little bit. Okay. With an old Hollywood blind item. Okay. All right, so this has to do with an old Hollywood movie star. 
A new book is set to accuse this permanent A-list actress, singer, drug abuser (gasps) that acted from childhood until death of murdering her own mother. Oh, wow. Stop. Mm. Is it somebody beloved in our uh, area of the country because she may or may not have been born here? Give yourself a ding. Judy Garland. Give yourself a ding. Oh, gosh. What? Oh. Could be. Celebrity gossip mysteries concerning Grand Rapids' own Judy Garland. Oh, my gosh. Francis Gum. So there's apparently a new book that's going to be coming out that's set to accuse Judy Garland of murdering her own mother. I have no idea where this is coming from. What? I do know that her mother was like a stage mom, right? Well, a little like gypsy-esque. Well, yeah, push them out on the vaudeville stage, you know, and and was like, I'm going to make you a star. Yes, and kind of, you know, gypsy, Mama Rose. You know, there are times when I really think Shirley Temple Black was the only well-adjusted child star. I bet she had stories, Colleen. I bet. Well, I'm sure she had stories, but she seemed to, like, come get spit out the other end pretty well-adjusted. Yeah. Right? Like, she made something of herself. Yeah. I, you know, walking away from Hollywood while trying to make it as more of a young adult star. Yeah. There are a few movies where she tried to do that. And then eventually, you know, it was like, we're not going to be able to make this go. Yeah. We're not going to be able to make this go. I'm not a Shirley Temple historian. But then, yeah, eventually she was able to parlay whatever Hollywood experience into a diplomacy career. Yes. So I really, I mean, I honestly look at her and I think, boy, if I, I wish every, the problem is I think everybody goes into it thinking, well, number one, that their celebrity is going to sustain. And number two, like they will be the ones to do it a healthy way. But just more often than not, child stars have terrible stories. It's, well, oh, yeah. it's rough. It's rough. It's rough. Yeah. Oh, do you have any more in that bag of tricks over uh, there? Yes. Okay. All right, here's another solved celebrity gossip mystery. We're jumping back into the present moment. Okay. And there's a little vintage sprinkled in. I mean, at this point, I guess it's considered vintage, which is sad because now I feel just like, where am I? Yeah. (laughs) Almost two decades ago, these five co-stars from a singing show put $5,000 each into a pot, and the winner was the first person to get nominated for an Oscar. We could finally have a winner this year. Oh. Oh. Okay. So think five about, stars from a singing show. Yeah, so think about the show. Okay. And then Ooh. you'll have to think about one of the people from that show. Okay, is it a competition show? No. Oh, oh okay. okay. Right? Cuz I, yeah, I know. Right. I was thinking what you were thinking too. Yep. Which okay. was what? Like one, one direction. D. Yep. Yeah, I'm like Harry Styles. No. Okay. Wow. Okay, so that threw it threw me off a little bit. Okay. So but there was singing. Oh, Glee. Was it Glee? No, but oh. in the right wheelhouse. Hmm. Now, Cop it, Rock. <laughs> no. Okay, sorry. No, I now, tried. I think it's a little misleading to call it a singing show, uh-huh. because this was more a, of a series of made-for-TV movies. Together. From MTV. Get out My of favorite Get spoof out of show. No, out. <laughs> out. Okay, fine. Was it making the band? No. No. Gosh. Come on, think about it. Brian, I'm looking in your direction. So, well, A if, series of musical movies made for television. 
Oh, High School Musical. Thank oh, you, Brian. Thank yes. you, Brian. Coming through. Coming through. Get that yourself was good. A well done. Now think about who is going to be nominated for an Oscar from <laughs> that group. Yeah, possibly, maybe. Now, this person has a role in a movie. I don't feel like it can be Zac Efron. No, it's, it's not. not. Sorry. Is it Vanessa Hodgins? Ding, Brian. Yeah. What are you in? She is in the movie Tick, Tick, Boom. <gasps> That's right. Which is currently on Netflix. Yes. Which everybody who's watching it is loving it. Yeah. And she has a role in this movie. So what NT Lawyer is saying is that the crew from High School Musical, back in the day, they put $5,000 each into a pot. Oh, wow. And the winner was the first person to get nominated for an Oscar. And NT Lawyer is saying Vanessa Hutchins and Tick, Tick, Boom might possibly win the pot win the pot and get an oscar nomination so i suppose it would be for best supporting actress so i want to just like really quickly take a tiptoe step back and think about who the five stars would have been it would have been zach efron vanessa hudgens ashley tisdale corbin blue corbin blue and who and then uh, ryan uh no that that was his character's name but uh um i gotta look up uh, the I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, uh, because I can't think of um, who that fifth would be, but also whatever happened to Corbin Blue. Good question. Right? Um, Lucas Grabiel. Ah. Uh, Grabiel? Grab. Whatever. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> that guy. So okay. he wasn't going to win. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, I'm sorry, but we don't even know his name. It was between Zach Efron, Vanessa Hudgens, and Ashley Tisdale at this point. So yep. look at that. Well, good. Listen, I got to say about uh, Vanessa Hudgens, she's had a rough, rough go. I mean, she had some real bad things out of her control happen. Do you remember when those photos were leaked That's of her? Right. Yep. Mm, yep. And there's, I think that there's a darker story behind all of that because you always got the impression that she was explaining something away. But I, I do think that there was probably a little bit more to that story mm-hmm. uh, that isn't that, that we haven't talked about above board. Um, but, but she, it really did have an impact on her career. It did. And now she might be nominated for an Oscar. That's this, amazing. The same year that she's also starring in the Princess Switch 3 Romancing the Star. What the Whoa. hell is that? That is a Christmas romantic comedy series that Vanessa Hutchins le- leads, excuse me, over on Netflix. Okay. Now she plays three different versions of herself. Now she could be nominated for the Princess Switch 3. I do not know, but something tells me. It's not going to be that. It's not going to be probably going to be more Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah, probably. Which, pe- which has some serious hot buzz, especially because Andrew Garfield had that amazing interview with Stephen Colbert recently. And I mean, it went viral. The wonderful things that he was, well, the wonderful things, the sad sort of his take on grief is the thing that everybody sort of hooked into. And I wonder if there were people who didn't even know anything about this movie who heard that bit from Stephen Colbert. Like, they'll cash in on that for sure. Yeah. When we return, thank you, Holly, for those blind items. Good job, Brian. Thank you. Way to go. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to do a little Chonus bonus, a little... um, 
publicationship update on Priyanka Chopra Jonas and Nick Jonas and what's actually going on between the two of them. Hint, nothing. We'll talk about it after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Brian. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer will be back tomorrow. Holly and I are hanging out with you today. Howdy. And, uh, you know, we like to talk about publationships on the Colleen and Bradley show. Uh, what is a publationship? Oh, thank you, Colleen. A publationship is a celebrity relationship that's leveraged for publicity. And we give them funny names. And this one we call Chonus. What is Chonus? Chonus is Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra. Okay, so um, first of all, I know we talk about publationships a lot. Should we roll a Chonus bonus? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's roll that Chonus. I forgot about it. It's been so long. Let's go. It's time for a Jonas bonus. Thank you. And Brian was like ready for it. He's like, anytime now, Colleen. I'm I'm on it today. Yeah, you are. (laughs) Thank you for that. Yes. So um, the thing about, so like, yeah, I know sometimes we get emails and people are like, you guys are always talking about relationships. Listen, it's interesting. To me, it's interesting because it is like publicationships are as old as Hollywood. Oh, they yeah. have been happening forever. I actually would argue probably longer, mm-hmm. right? Like relationships that leverage power have been in existence since humans. Thank you. Right. So that's like so. So it. But it's interesting to take a look at that. And listen, we're not the first people, nor are we the last to peg Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas as a relationship for publicity. Yes. To what level that actually is taking place? I have some guesses. I don't actually think that they care for each other that much. But the big the big kind of conversation happened before we all left for Thanksgiving break because she took the name Jonas off of her Instagram. What? What? And oh, then yeah. and then the rumor mill started churning. Well, yes, of course the rumor mill is going to start churning because this is a again a publationship mm-hmm. and it was made a big deal at the beginning of this publationship when they got married that Priyanka Chopra changed her handle to Priyanka Chopra Jonas that she changed her name publicly to Priyanka Chopra Jonas that's a choice that because Priyanka Chopra a I would make the argument that she was the bigger star is the bigger star in this relationship she is a global film superstar Nick Jonas kind of a middling former boy band kind of popster in the United States. But Priyanka is a huge star in her own right. Okay, so I want you to stick a pin in this because there's something interesting that I listened to over the weekend that talks about that a little bit. But before I get to that, I want to just remind everybody that we were talking about that move that she made, taking Jonas off of her name on her Instagram handle. Also doing it under the radar so like that we didn't notice it. Right, but then also telling the tabloids to cover it. And then they did. And then, then what is the next move, of course? Act like everything's normal. No, don't worry about it. Everything is normal. It's fine. So then there's a headline uh, on CNN.com last week that said, Priyanka Chopra Jonas isn't acting like she and Nick Jonas are having problems because she was talking to him uh, over Instagram on one of his Instagram story or uh, posts while he's pumping iron. And she's like, 
look at my hot husband or something like that. I don't even remember what she wrote because I don't care. Yeah, so, so damn, like, I just died in your arms. That's what she said. Yeah, so t- seeking attention in places because when celebrities interact with yes. each other on social media, that is a tactic to get attention. Right. And you're playing right into it. And right. it's like not on your Instagram account. It's on your husband's It's on Instagram. his. Yes. Right. And so the, the headline was Priyanka Chopra Jonas isn't acting like she and Nick Jonas are having problems. And I'm like, because she's acting. But then over the weekend, holiday weekend, there's pictures of them all over enjoying each other's company on Thanksgiving, a.k.a. posed within an inch of their lives looking, trying to look natural. Okay, that was my turkey. Thank you. That was a good turkey. Thank you. Um, Anyway, so in other words, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. Now, this whole arc, this whole story arc, I really think was all in service of like helping promote the uh, Jonas roast, the Joe Bro roast that is on the Joe Bro Bro. Yep. Sorry. What is it on? Is it on Amazon Prime or is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Yeah. So I we watched it. Woof. Any who's in housing. It all, but see, it's all planned. Now, remember, I told you to stick a pin in the fact that she was the bigger celebrity. Yeah. So there is Bradley actually mentioned this on Wednesday of last week. There's a podcast. It's called Behind the Blinds. Nope, I lied. Beyond the Blinds. And I was like, ooh, I got to hear this because these people are totally our people. They are digging way deep like we do go deep in the shallow of uh, celebrity relationships. So they have an episode on Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas. They don't. Call it a publationship because that is a Team Cobra term, but we really would like for it to sweep the nation. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but they talk about this publationship in particular as being a relationship for publicity. And they refer to the fact that Priyanka Chopra really truly is the bigger celebrity and that she has him, meaning Nick Jonas, working far more than he ever has. Meaning he used to not do a lot of red carpets. Mm-hmm. And when he did, he was sort of like, Kind of there, but not really like owning it. She has him doing red carpets many, many times a week. This is part of how they negotiate things. Now, the two hosts of Beyond the Blinds, one of them said, and I was like, as much as you can, you guys all probably do this when you listen to us a little bit, where you're like, yes, yes, Uh like you're talking. I was talking back to them in the car while I was listening to this podcast. Please talk back to us. Seriously. Because one of them said, how is this thing going to end? Either this whole thing is going to implode or she's going to have to get pregnant like by the end of the year. Hmm. Because these two are in this like stagnant space where there isn't more of a story to be told about their relationship. Right. It's just happening at this point. Yeah. There's nothing really that they can do. And that's why I think like the last the last thing that they could possibly do to get people talking was what she did over this last week because there have been talks about when are you going to have a family and it's always put off someday someday sunday well someday yeah it has to be pretty darn soon pretty darn soon there's not much else you can do with this relationship yeah that's going to get people talking right Anyway, mark our words. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, who is the only person you pick up the phone for and answer it? 651-641-1071. We'll answer your calls after this.